Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Morning Dinner Podcast. It's your boy, Keem and Chuck, and we host the Morning Dinner Podcast. Based out of Las Vegas, we sit down with creatives, entrepreneurs, and hustlers, and just have conversations. Today, we got Danny and Rachel in the house. The, what up, guys? Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Danny what and up? Rachel. Well, actually, I was, was going to kind of say who they are, but do you guys real quick want to let people know who are tuning in, who you are, and what you do? Absolutely. Uh, we're a directing, producing team. Um, we come from a filmmaking background. Uh, she went to UNLV film school, and uh, I did uh, reality travel shows. Nice. Re- reality TV shows? like Yeah, like... Uh, uh, oh, you said travel. Travel, yeah. Travel, okay. But like with a cast, and there's drama. Nice. Yeah. How, how did that, that journey begin of getting into that realm of things? Because I've heard like reality travel or i don't know necessarily travel but i know reality tv show that people have like their stigma against it was it something you wanted to do uh yeah um when i was uh 20 i got this chance to go on a trip uh driving from berlin germany to cape town south africa and uh i basically got to go because they were needing an editor on the road to kind of put together webisodes and they would try and get it sold afterwards uh, so they got it sold to Travel Channel. And um, after that, that's when I met Rachel. Yeah. I was actually in the process of editing. Uh, it ended up being called Wreck Trek because um, it was supposed to be junk cars, basically uh, seeing if we could get them the whole way. Just like piece of crap cars that fell apart the whole time. We're so. trying to see if you can get those cars all the way where? To South Africa. Oh, dang. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, so it was like 10,000 miles. It was like 16 countries. Uh, Wait, but you, but you were still in South Africa at the time? No, no, no. I was, I was in oh, the you cars. Oh, you were editing. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was editing on the road, and then halfway through, I picked up camera. Nice. And um, at what point did you end up meeting Rachel? Uh, right after that, when I got back to Vegas. Yeah, so when he... Um, I, we met through his social media means, so Facebook, you know. Um, so he... He had just gotten back from Africa, so all of his photos showed up in that little news feed section, mm. and I didn't know him, um, and I, we had some mutual friends, so his picture showed up from Africa, and I was in film school at the time, uh, and I still was in film school, so we had that commonality, and is commonality a word? Mm. Common sense? No. Something. Yeah, I like commonality. Commonality, yeah, right? That's yeah. a word, right? Um, so we had that commonality, so I reached out and just said, hey, how did you get to do this stuff? You know, this stuff seems, seems really amazing. We have a mutual friend, and then... Um, we started hanging out. He was in my first short film that I did at UNLV. Um, it was a very silly zombie 48 hour film that I did with some local filmmakers here that are, nice. uh, nice. Danny Shepard. Um, so it's kind of funny yeah. that we ended up, uh, kind of bonding over that. And two weeks later we were dating and now nine years later, we're still together. So, yeah. nice. mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to uh, misunderstand it. Are you, are you guys married or are you guys dating? We're no, married. we're married. Yeah. You guys are married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys have been married for, we got married about two years ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, two cool. years well, first today. of all, Congratulations, yep. you guys. Happy yeah. anniversary. Yeah, thanks. Thank what, what's the uh, dynamic being a creative power couple? Oh, man. Um, we're, we're still new at it. Yeah. Um, we're, we're figuring it out. Um, she uh, has been, um, well, do you want to tell them like what you've been doing the last uh, six years? Yeah. I mean, um, I think I love that, you know, the words that you said about power couple, because that's kind of the thing that... Um, you know, we just try and do what we want to do and, and do create things creatively together. You know, I think it's, what is it, Christopher Nolan and his wife are like a producer, director mm-hmm. team. Yeah. And Ooh. we're not anywhere near that level, obviously, <laughs> but, you know, we're trying. And I think uh, just having those creative energies and those creative juices together, I don't know, it's been really, it's been really cool. Yeah. Do you guys work on every project together or, is there, or do you guys have like your own things going on or how does that work? Uh, for a long time, I was doing freelance editing and uh, visual effects and uh, just recently in the last six months um, we've been 
doing uh well we've actually we've done uh two music videos together now and she's she's helped me with editing and stuff uh mm-hmm. on, you know projects throughout the years so yeah i think um it kind of came about where he was working on a lot of these projects and you know the grind of editing it's just really daunting he's looking at all the footage all the time and so i had my film background so it just kind of was really easy transition into that and then as we started doing these music videos you know for sonia and we also have done something for Paige overton here in town um we just found like, wow, it's really cool to be able to work with your significant other and mm-hmm. do something that you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, my background is also in script supervising. So that transition from script supervising into being a producer was really easy just because you have to organize, you have to really prioritize, you obviously have to communicate with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And um, my background was in film and broadcast journalism. So I had a huge communication background and I also have retail management experience of over a hundred different employees too. So just that leadership and that management kind of all came hand in hand with all that so yeah i feel when when, when they say script su- supervising like it starts feeling like a legit thing <laughs> like, yeah, like, like script wait, super, to me it's like because we, we've always like chuck and i we've wanted to do like a short film right yeah but our biggest weakness is like actually sitting down screenwriting and coming up with not only just coming up with we have an idea but it's mm-hmm. like putting it on paper yeah right like how do you write a, uh, a script uh, you, you guys mentioned uh, on your bio that you guys were uh, were originally working on a, on a on a short film together, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. what, what was that short film about? Okay, so well, okay, I guess uh, in a nutshell. Okay, so we met after we met after I got back from Africa. Uh, I was working on cutting the show together, mm-hmm. like a twenty-four minute episode every two weeks. She was uh, doing camera at uh, Channel Eight, mm-hmm. um, and uh, right after that. After she graduated, we ended up going to Thailand for a little while. Uh, we actually moved to Bangkok. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. When we got there, uh, we had found out that uh, one of the shows we were going to be working on there, the funding had actually fallen through. So we had made all these plans to move, you know, out of the country, basically leave Vegas and, you know, not look back. Sold all of our stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Damn. Just to start this when you say life. sold all your stuff, you mean like all the essentials? Everything. No, Damn. my car, I Whoa. quit my job. I, you know, we only had, you know, a couple thousand saved. So as soon as we got out there and the funding fell through, it was like, oh man. We got a couple okay. thousand to get back what? to Vegas. Real life. Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. And of course, like we just, you know, when you're leaving a city and you're excited, you have that excitement. And then when reality sinks in, we're like, okay, now, you know, I'm really faced with a dilemma. What do I do? You know? Yeah. So we came back to Vegas and this is kind of where the short film came about. Yeah. So we came back to Vegas uh, about six years ago and uh, we moved into an apartment downtown um, because we were basically saying like, we're going to make a, a feature film once and for all, we're just going to make our first movie. Um, and this was 2000, this was 2013, 2013. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, so, uh, we uh, we moved into this older apartment complex um, and had the intention of I, I was writing a script that ballooned to like 180 pages in like the first couple of months, um, and so the whole project was just kind of becoming too big and too daunting and and it wasn't really coming together. I was kind of doing it by myself. Um, so uh, eventually, we kind of realized that we had something more interesting just kind of right in front of us. Uh, we were hearing that the apartment complex was going to get sold. And, uh, we decided that we were going to interview the uh, tenants and, uh, we sat down with all the neighbors that we'd been using for camera tests. We'd had like, 
We were the youngest people there by like yeah. 20 years, mm-hmm. yeah, at some, least. Some of them even more. Like they were in their 50s, 60s. Yeah, and all elderly tenants. Yeah. Um, and yeah. this was an apartment complex downtown? Mm-hmm. Which apartment complex was yeah, it? Yeah, like what are the main or, well, Unless you guys still live yeah. there, then I don't want to no, 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 look no, at no, anybody's no. people your location. No, no, we don't live there still. It still exists. It's called Desert Cactus. It's okay. off of 10th Street and Bridger. Um, okay. But now oh. it's it's completely remodeled and, and renovated as a lot of those places are downtown. Yeah. Nice and hip now. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they... they they was you know six hundred bucks and then they jacked up that rent to oh. about twelve hundred dollars. So at that point though, you know it was a little yeah, bit. They don't get grandfathered in. Mm. <laughs> yeah. and like nah. no, because no. they needed to renovate the apartment too. So it was like we just knew we had to move out. But yeah, but we made sure you know we got everybody to sit down in front of the camera and kind of like ask them about their you know how they ended up in Vegas and how long they've been here. That's you know. so dope. Because a lot of them, them would have been here for how long, right? Oh. Uh, uh, the manager grew up here, yeah. actually. He, uh, he's seen it change a lot. So Yeah, he had, um, you know, stories of, uh, he was he was a, a contractor, so he did a lot of construction. So he had stories of when they first got the contract of Summerlin being bought and sold out there. So he, he was the first part of Summerlin before it was even a thing out in Summerlin. And he just talked about going to the edge of, I think it was like Charleston and Decatur and it was just desert everywhere. He yeah. just right. run out yeah. there with his bike and it just puts into perspective how much Las Vegas has changed even in the last 10 years, 20 years. Yeah, and, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah, I used to have this coworker when I used to work at Radio Shack who would tell me he, she had photos of like maybe i think it was like the late 60s early 70s of las vegas and i don't know if you guys know where bonanza and char and bonanza no bonanza and eastern are at yeah mm-hmm. that was all desert like she was showing me the photos i was like whoa wow. that's this trippy. is nuts and that, and that was only like you know it was less than 40 years ago you know wow. yeah. at the time but yeah sorry continue guys oh, <laughs> good. i'm actually uh I was going to say, I'm actually like a third generation Las Vegas native. Really? Yeah. So my grandfather and oh, wow. my dad were born here, but they were born in, well, now it's the medical arts center or it's just called the, you know where the beat is? Yeah. That used to be a hospital. Oh, so they were actually yeah. Like a real, then, yeah, that's so like true. Wait, you say, you, you say you're third generation? Third generation. Now they've moved back and forth uh, between here and Reno and Carson. Right, but that's oh, yeah. that's still like you know yeah. if you're talking about third generation, that's you know early 1900s, right? That's yeah before yeah. there were I don't know were there any casinos that long, long ago? Like oh, no, wasn't it just like a little cowboy town? Uh, maybe. Well, a lot of the casinos that were there uh, back then aren't aren't around anymore. Well, I, I'm, I'm pretty thinking about the 1900s. Like, I'm, pr- I'm pretty like I'm pretty ignorant. What was the first casino in Las Vegas that was ever? Do you guys know? Like what was? Oh, it would have been 1905. I feel like that's because we celebrated the Damn, centennial in 2005. So. I don't know if that yeah. was the first casino, but that's definitely when we. Because I thought like 1940, like that's when 1930 they started building like um, casinos and all that. Yeah. Or something. Whenever Frank know, Sinatra was around, that's when like it was 1930 popular. maybe. No, there was a, there was a big boom absolutely around like the 40s, 50s. Yeah. Um, but uh, up until then, yeah, we were just kind of like a, a stop between Salt Lake and yeah. LA. Yeah. We should have a just on the side note. We should have a historian to kind of talk. That would be tight. Yeah, that would be dope. Yeah. Just to learn about the history of Las Vegas. Well, you can go to the old Mormon Fort. It's still there. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's on uh, it's on North, North Las Vegas, Vegas Boulevard. Yeah. The old Mormon Fort. Yeah. What's that? It is like the first settlement here in Vegas. Really? Yeah. I thought there. it was that thing on um, is that that thing all the way down Charleston? That Mormon Church. There, there's a there's or a bunch of them. I heard oh. that back in the day, like Las Vegas was run by the Mormon Church. Yeah, yeah, they, they funded the, the, the everything. The Mormon Church and the and the mafia, right? The the mafia. Yeah, kind yeah. of an interesting yeah. uh, matchup. There. A lot of funding. <laughs> yeah, coming. Well, because if you go if you go to like the corners of Las Vegas, you'll see these big old like chapels with the you know whatever their cross sign thing is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope, man. We yeah. have one on the east side, mm-hmm. and it's just it's kind of like a landmark. Because I seen that yeah. Vice documentary on it. They 
they basically spoke about that, and that's where I learned like the Mormons oh. were like funding all the mafia. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. trippy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what was I gonna say? It's always interesting when you watch old movies, like from the eighties or seventies, and you get to see like what Las Vegas looked like back in the day. Oh, and man. it's like, oh, that's not even there anymore, you know? Yeah. We were watching a Corvette Summer, which is a Mark Hamill. It's like right after he did, was it Return of the Jedi? I think? No, it was right after he did the first Star Wars. Yeah, so it was the first Star Wars. He did yeah. A New Hope. And then he did this movie called Corvette Summer, and it's based in Las Vegas. So he's driving down what would be Fremont Street, so where Public Us is at and where the Ferguson's downtown is. It's yeah. not there. It's just the original motels, but it's just really crazy to see how much it's... It's amazing to it's see that. It's yeah. amazing. You can drive down that street. Damn. It's so different. Yeah. That's why so I, I always say like always save your photos and save totally. your footage because you never know when looking back it might be like a national treasure to have stuff like that because yeah. I watch like sometimes I get into this like deep YouTube rabbit hole where I'm like huh I wonder what Germans look like in 1905 mm. or what's the oldest video footage that's yeah, ever they been have, captured like, that right? colored footage mm -hmm. in like yeah. New York and you're like have you have you guys ha side note have you guys ever seen that video clip that's on YouTube it's about it's like I think they, they put a camera in San Francisco or near San Francisco mm. and they just had it going down this road and you see all these people watching can buy it and it's like the some of the I've oldest seen footage. one for new york it it's like from yeah. 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 yeah, i've seen that new york yeah. one i was like whoa this is trippy yeah. it looked fake uh peter jackson <laughs> yeah, peter jackson did a really cool. good documentary uh last year called uh they shall, shall not, not grow, grow old, old. Mm -hmm. and uh, it's basically a colorized um speed corrected footage of world war one and uh, they also mixed in uh, they did folly uh, work and mixed in sound effects for that is so trippy all when this they recolor an entire footage. thing so yes. they literally have to do frame by frame right like literally just paint yeah. each frame it's frame incredible because you know you see like old you see old footage Photo, and, and it's yeah. kind of like sped up it, you know because it's hand cranked so you don't actually have the 24 frames a second it's a little yeah, bit it's like 18 or 16 yeah, or something yeah. like that um so they they fixed it I, i'm telling you it's uh it's one of the best documentaries i've seen Oh, um, it really is. Definitely really check good. that out. Yeah. I put them list <laughs> because uh, you've you've never seen, you know, a hundred year old footage mm -hmm. feel that real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's, 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 it's trippy watching anything that's that old because you're like, man, these people are dead. <laughs> and then I mean, their children really? and their children's children are probably dying you know like yeah. it's oh like, yeah they're all gone Definitely. you know it's it's so so this almost feels like an alien planet right mm -hmm. because also like the architecture and everything that's around there is just a completely different world and how much has been remodeled since well with the documentary that we're doing now um you know it's kind of amazing to see like how much downtown has changed even in the last mm -hmm. six years Absolutely. right you know and i think it's only going to get crazier yeah you know the the because right now we, we we've talked about it with so many guests is that we feel like the culture of downtown and Vegas downtown period is changing and evolving so fast that like like you said in like five or ten years it might even there might be new buildings you know what I mean that you know yeah so getting back to your documentary you guys were, were it was 2013 you guys were making this documentary and what what ends up happening well we didn't really start making the documentary until about two years ago that's oh, when okay. we sat down and interviewed everybody in the okay. meantime we were just trying to make the feature and it just wasn't happening but I was mm -hmm. doing like freelance uh, editing and stuff on the side actually I was doing a uh, uh, if you go to uh, I think it's the Atomic or it might be a rebar. I've done the videos for both of them. The ones that they show on their TV. Mm -hmm. oh, so, uh, it was Atomic. Um, they have a, a video playing, uh, that basically shows all these clips of old Vegas. And so that's kind of where I started really getting this, uh, fascination with like looking at old movies that, you know, document the past, uh, mm -hmm. and show the things that we don't really have anymore. So, yeah. 
Nice. And uh, I, I can kind of tell with both of you guys right now that like this, you guys have this fascination with watching movies. Do you guys watch movies together all the time? Or oh do you guys, gosh. Well, are you guys able to, or do you guys critique movies when you watch oh them? Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, he's made me so terrible. I just like, I used to be one of those. Okay. So this is, so when I was in, in, in school, I, I remember I used to have, I love you, man, like on the loop, you know, and I love you, man's funny. But <laughs> is it the one with Paul Rudd? Yeah. I you know, love that movie. And slapping the bass, man. Slapping the bass, yeah, you know, <laughs> and it's ridiculous, right? But it's not a great, it's a good movie, but not something you're going to watch all the time. Right. And so I'm in film school watching a lot of films and then I meet this guy and oh my gosh, if you like, he helped me even with my film history, he knows so much about film and he makes me passionate to talk about it, you know, and mm-hmm. he has a list of every movie that we've watched for the last, is it three years? How many years? Has it been? Uh, starting in 2017, I've been keeping every, every movie. Do you rate them? Director. I don't rate them. Oh, okay. Um, good job. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's that, that would be kind of a slippery slope. I've, I've, been, yeah. I've been getting lazy. <laughs> yeah. Subjective. I've been wanting to do that. Like, right. I want, like, I always wonder like how many movies have I ever watched? You do and watch be, a lot. It, I watch a lot, bro. And I, and and so what I started doing is that what I do now is I'll just download, I'll buy them and I'll download them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now I, now I know which yeah. ones I watch, you know? It's yeah, important. since I started the list in 2017, um, we're getting to about 900, 900. movies now yeah. that we've watched. Yeah, and short films too. Short I was about to brag there. about my 100 movie collection. I was like, <laughs> "Damn, 900!" Oh yeah, no, that's the thing that takes up the most space in the trailer. Yeah, the movies. I mean, we—it's fun too because we just go through all different genres. It's kind of silly, but we just discovered the library again. So the library—you obviously can rent movies there for free. And so we've been running a lot of movies from the 20s, 30s. Before we came here, we were watching a Judy Garland, a summer stock movie with Judy Garland and not Fred Astaire. Who's the other Gene guy? Kelly. Gene wait, Kelly. Gene Kelly. Wait, hold on. We, did you say we can rent movies for free from the library? Yeah. yeah, yeah the library yeah. card, I didn't right? know that. The library card. I haven't been to the library in so long. So long. That I completely forgot they had movies. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been getting a lot of do they have a the library. Do they have a limit on how many movies you can rent? Uh, it's probably like 16. 20. Is it 20? 20. At a time? 20. Okay. At a time. Most I mean, but it's like a seven day limit. So then you got to return them, but you yeah. can re- you can renew them too. So we were watching, we watched a funny Eddie Murphy movie and Nick Nolte from the eighties. Yeah. Uh, 48 hours. It wasn't, buddy cop it movie. wasn't good. No. Uh, I still think lethal weapon is the best. It's the best buddy cop movie. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> over the fact that we're living in a trailer now. Yeah. We're living yeah. in a fifth wheel trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and where's that? Uh, like, where, where's that exactly? Like park that? Um, or- well, uh, so we're renting it. Um, mm-hmm. so we don't actually own it. It's, it was already there on the lot. Um, but it's, uh, it's like Maryland Parkway. Okay. It's downtown. Um, uh, yeah. And we've done the last two music videos actually out of that spot. Um, just kind of doing the effects work in the trailer. Um, the, the last one that we did for Sony, we were able to shoot at a uh, spacecraft studios mm-hmm. for the green screen part for the green mm-hmm. screen okay. stuff. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, damn, how'd you get all those green screen shots? Because I was like, yeah. so tiny. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, these shots are good. Well, and then for Paige's video, we shot in her garage. So oh, it's perfect. just been small, you know, uh, small green screens. Before we move on to the whole the video that you guys shot for Sonia, because that's how we heard about you guys. Mm-hmm. So we had Sonia on an episode a couple episodes ago, and she mentioned that you guys were this couple, like, that were making, yeah. you know, short films or, like, you know, music videos together, and we had to have you on. But I want to talk about the freelance that you guys are used to doing versus what you do now. Do you, when you guys first started out, you told me that you were doing uh, rea- uh travel reality, uh, you know, TV, you were doing, you were at a, cha- a channel eight news station, mm-hmm. Rachel. Yeah. So I was doing production. Um, you, you, it's like studio management production and also producing for channel eight. Did you ever do like freelance projects where it's like, you know, 
somebody needed a commercial for their local donut shop or music or video or weddings. Let's talk about weddings. Not, not me. He mostly did a lot of the freelance stuff. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say he'd probably be able to speak a little bit more about his freelance stuff that he did because I was still working at Channel 8 and also was in college at so, UNLV. Mm-hmm. At UNLV. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what was Rachel, would you say that your, your strongest is more like the editing side of things too? or um, I would say at least for being a producer, my, my forte would be in the organization and pri- prioritization of the project. So, mm-hmm. you know, coordinating with the people I like with like mentioned earlier with the script supervising like I love analytically looking at a project and trying to figure out okay what budget are we going to need to uh, mm. get this project done you know how what, can I yeah. really support Danny's vision because you know you need a strong producer that can really buy into what the director mm-hmm. you know is, is thinking about and so you know since we're married to that that just comes really easily see that's yeah. super dope because yeah. so you you learned probably a lot a lot of that from channel eight and channel all that eight, um you know my background's in leadership too so i have a bunch of retail management experience you know mm. i've um I've, I've managed over 100 different employees Whew. um and you know you help them build plans you you help them try and achieve their goals and so it's it was a pretty easy match to try and help us achieve our goals of wanting to be filmmakers and me wanting to pursue being a producer so. mm. i would say that's yeah. our biggest weakness is look, being able to look at a project and, and produce it because we can do the technical very, very easily, right? The shooting, the editing, but when it comes to the producing, the script writing, the kind of overseeing the project, that's where we kind of fall short. Yeah, we're like, and oh, it's kind of dope. Mind, I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what keeps us from doing a lot of projects. And, yeah. I th- and I think it's dope that you guys are, co- are a couple and you guys work on projects together. Like, how, um, yeah. one question I have is like, how do you guys stay motivated and like inspired to keep doing a certain project? Ooh. That's a, that's a tough question. Um, well, okay. So like take, for example, um, the, the video that we did before Sonia's for uh, Paige Overton, um, that was, uh, more, a, a video of necessity. Um, we actually got, uh, we got invited to do a music video for the music video lab, uh, that mm-hmm. the, uh, Las Vegas film festival puts on. Mm. Oh, tight. Um, and so they gave us a budget of like 400 bucks and we had a trip to Philadelphia planned. Uh, this was actually just like a year ago now, mm-hmm. really. About a year. About a year. Um, and that was coming up in about two weeks. So we did the whole video in about two weeks from, <sighs> yeah, from uh, basically meeting with the artist, um, doing the storyboards, and then turning those into animatics um, because I, we have to have those to work off of. That's basically our shot list. Um, and then, uh, you know, shooting and editing all in two weeks. And Damn, Sony's video crazy. was, you know, it was more... Uh, complicated than that yeah um but uh essentially it's still the same process just mm-hmm. kind of spread out over more time you know because there were more I mean, people. two weeks is so fast though yeah you know yeah. what i mean sometimes I, I don't even edit the project for two weeks yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm still sitting on the project from a month yeah. ago <laughs> i was gonna say since we're on the topic of like budgeting uh what what can you guys talk about when it comes to the topic of of, of micro budgeting to scaling you know uh you know how do you make a budget work how do you analyze a budget how how does that in your guys and this might be a little bit more your alley rachel yeah i mean um i guess i'm gonna use sonia's video as an example mm-hmm. um you know our budget we had a really minimal budget for that but you know we wanted to approach it from okay what resources do we have we knew we had a studio space so that in itself you know, shout out to Noel who who runs Spacecraft Studios. He was really big and integral in helping us shoot there. Um, and then we figured out, okay, so, you know, we want to do something that's period piece related. We have a silent film inspired George Melies uh, concept that we had come up with. And Sonia was really great in giving us all these ideas about being a mermaid. And we're like, okay, mermaid video on a budget. How are we going to do this? How are we going to approach it? So a lot of our budget went to the costume. So the costume was handmade by myself. 
Um, the costume that Sonia's wearing uh, was just made out of stuff that you can find at any local craft store. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joanne's, Michael's, we went there so many different times and they knew us by name by the time, <laughs> every time we came in there. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we use hot glue guns. You know, Danny did some sculpting. So that sea monster that you see in the video is made completely out of clay and did aluminum you do that? foil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's yeah. so tight. Yeah, that's so that's how stuff. you budget. You do it yourself. Yeah. You do it yourself. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys are really, see, really but good that's, at what that's, you guys do. So. I would say that's something that stops... I would call us normies, normies, yeah. regular people, because we don't have that kind of like technical ability to be able to create like an outfit or like a sculpture or something like that. Was that something that you grew up like already doing? Yeah, yeah. So okay. before I went and pursued film at UNLV, I, I was wanting to be a fashion designer since mm. I was 10, 13 years old. So my grandmother taught me how to cross stitch um, and she taught me how to sew. And I've just, and I remember making bags when I was in high school, just like little bags for my friends, little tote bags and stuff like that. Very small. And then when we, you know, coming up with the concept for the mermaid, I never made a mermaid outfit before. So I was like, I, I think I have a good concept. I, you know, I have a sewing machine. Let's just go for it. Mm-hmm. And Sonia was so great. She came over for multiple fittings and, you know, we have this little dinky bra top on her. She was totally down to just you know, really jump in and, and go along with this. And yeah, it turned out really great. No, it looked amazing. It looked like something that I was like, oh, they, they, this is like a $10,000. What about video. the clay? <laughs> so okay, have so. you been doing that? No, uh, that was my first time. What? Yeah. Um, it looks so tight. Uh, it was just a matter of uh, trial and error. Uh, the teeth were the toughest thing because they had to actually like fit together. But you can know, you like draw? Things. Good. I can, I can draw. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I can tell like what certain things, like just people have like a little bit more of a, you know, creative. Cause like I can't draw for shit. Well, so originally I I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> before I got into film, I did want to be uh, an animator. You know, that, that oh, was kind okay. of my first passion was drawing and I wanted to work for Disney. And, mm-hmm. um, then I picked up a camera at like age eight and just never looked back. Started editing the summer before high school and during high school started working at, uh, I worked at PBS for a minute. Nice. Um, do you know, uh, Jeremy Halal? I no, okay. I don't remember. I don't remember really Jeremy remember from Cashman. From yeah, PBS. yeah. He, he, I think him and John Lloyd worked at PBS for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I was there. I was there my senior year. That was my first job. Uh, and then after that, uh, I just uh, uh, instead of uh, going to college, I did a, a job for NBC mm. Channel Three. I oh, did nice. in studio camera for them, and then I did a, a live event coverage for the Rebel Games. And, uh, I think all of that stuff kind of contributed to kind of how, um, how I was able to, uh, learn to edit, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and do the visual effects and things like that. hundred yeah. percent. And the, uh, the other thing too is, um, did you, how do you guys get those jobs at channel eight and was it from UNLV or the school you went to? Like, was it like a little intern thing? Uh, I went, I like went to LVA. So, uh, they, yeah, it was like a paid internship. Oh, oh nice. That's LVA. So that's the art school, right? Yeah. That's the art like music downtown. school. The, yeah. Yeah. My sister went there for a little yeah. bit, but then she went to CSN. I was supposed yeah. to go there, but then I was like, nah, never mind. I suck at music too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does LVA have a, they have a film program, right? Well, so the first year I went there, they didn't. Um, mm. I was going there for art and then they Ooh. were saying, they, they introduced a broadcast journalism major. And so I did that the last three years. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I so. got to ask you, so you're on your computer right now. What are the, what are the three pro pieces of, of software that you're using? Like the most that pop up that just, you don't even close a tab on cause you're going to stay open. Um, uh, I use uh, I use Premiere, After Effects, and uh, Photoshop pretty much. That's so it's my, all Adobe. That's my holy trinity. Right Are you there. on a Mac yeah. or PC? Uh, PC. Sorry, Mac. Yeah. Oh, you're a Mac. I'm on a Mac. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say because usually when you're when you're on a uh, 
a PC, actually a PC is more for like Adobe and stuff like that, right? They say that Premiere or what's it called? Um, Final Cut works faster on Macs. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. That would make sense. Like yeah, like legitimately like much faster. Like if you oh, if you try to render like 4K footage, you can do like 10 layers on Final Cut without any lag. Really. But then yeah, I oh. love Premiere, man. But man, I'm telling you that little beach ball of death. Yeah. Yeah, I got it like four it times today editing yeah. my video. Yeah. I kept saying like, oh, error compiling video. So I like try oh, to when you're trying lines. to export it, oh. bro. The, why is that the it's most the annoying worst. thing? Yeah, and it's funny because like I was looking at DaVinci and I was like, oh, I'm gonna switch because I was looking on like they're they they uh they actually use the GPU and CPU equally. You know, uh-huh. Premiere is just CPU based still, and the thing with Premiere, I swear they just always have issues. Yeah. But then I was like, I, I I got it, and I was like, damn, I don't want to learn this shit. See, but, but we get Premiere for free because our jobs. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we also true. don't pay for it. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. But man, uh, what was I gonna, I was gonna say? Um, uh, I forgot. I was going with this. I had something before you started Sorry. talking. You cut me off. Sorry. Way to go, Chuck. You're welcome. Um, that's probably pointless. So let's move let's on. Let's talk More about. about no, let's talk about the the, the the experience of shooting the, the the video for or working with Sonya. You guys had done the Kickstarter video as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Was that something, how long did that take you guys to come up, kind of like storyboard and create before you actually filmed it? Mm. And, and and did it come out exactly the way you wanted it to? Um, the first time we had some audio issues that we didn't realize until we watched the footage back. Um, but it actually worked out because, you know, that gave us time to sort of rework some of the script. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, 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 the meat of it really was just kind of talking about what she was trying to raise money for. So mm-hmm. uh, it was pretty easy. Um, oh, yeah, I love that video too. I'm a like, big fan so of Tim bad. and Eric. So that's yes. sort of my inspiration for that. Um, yeah. But, uh, that editing style. Yeah. And then, then also that kind of helped like acquaint us with, uh, the spacecraft and shooting there and, mm-hmm. and figuring out how to use that space. So we really yeah. loved the concept too, of leveling up, you know, that was her Kickstarter kind of campaign and helping her level up to be the better artist and having the equipment that she needs and doing all that stuff. So it was mm-hmm. like, cool. We feel like we're leveling up too. Mm-hmm. Cause then we get to, you know, participate with local artists and, you know, get to shoot her video, which then led to being able to shoot violent water. It's really cool. Which yeah. was so good. Nice. Yeah. We, we would love that music video. That's going to be our kind of like go-to reference whenever we, we would tell an artist. All right. So you guys want a $10,000 budget video? That's what you can do with ten thousand dollars. We just make up and, a number, and, yeah. and and then we'll hire you guys, and then you know, we'll yeah, yeah, split the money up. <laughs> yeah, sure. We're gonna take that. <laughs> well, so we've been we've been talking about like you know doing like a third one, because um, mm-hmm. you know uh, Paige's video was like a western theme. Uh, it was sort of like a throwback to uh, John Wayne movies, yeah. and uh, uh, it's technically dedicated to Ricky Nelson. That's why his name is on the tombstone at the end. Um, and then, you know, Sonya's video is like a fantasy mermaid thing mm-hmm. based on George mm-hmm. Melies and Ferdinand Zeka and old, like hundred year old short films. Um, you know, George Melies is sort of like the pioneer of special effects. So we were trying to pay homage to that and, and use a lot of those techniques, mm-hmm. double exposure and things like that. Um, so we have an idea at least for the next video to maybe, uh, round it out, uh, kind of have it be a trilogy. And uh, do something to sort of like a Star well, Wars. Well, space theme. Yo, Star I was Wars just about to say that. Yeah. yeah. So we're actually a band, and we're gonna ask <laughs> you guys to film our video. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the the sun. It's gonna be the moon. <laughs> All right. There we go. There's a whole hand to yeah, the whole yeah. entire video. <laughs> do the face. Do the face in the moon. Yeah. Um, so the band's called Morning Dinner then. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the the band's funky working. Fluid. It's called it's called Funky Fluids. <laughs> funky Fluids. We okay. we have yet to record anything. All right. 
or write anything. But yeah. it's even better as an imaginary band. Yeah, yeah, you right? can just yeah. 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 We're, 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 we're trying to make it one of those things where like we just talk about doing it yeah. for the longest time to where one day like, oh, yeah, the band broke up. We couldn't really get to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We just kept bumping heads. So, so real quick, you guys, is, is music videos, would you say is your specialty? That's what you want to do with your careers? What are you thinking? It's a mix uh, of everything. Because I know for me that I would love to do music videos. Like if if, if I if, if I had a billion dollars in the bank, right, I would just be traveling the world doing portraits, like photography, that creative gel lighting, yeah. and I would be doing music videos because I feel those for are your where favorite I really, artists. Yeah, yeah, for my favorite artists, right? 100%. For music that I like. It's a it's a nice in, but I don't think it's what we want to do uh, for the rest of our careers. Yeah. Um, if you look at like David Fincher or Michael Bay, they came from Propaganda Films, which mm -hmm. is like a really well known mm -hmm. um, music video company that just started a lot of people's careers back in the day. Mm. Um, it's definitely not a bad way to go, but mm -hmm. I, you know, I think we definitely have our sights set on doing features. Yeah. I mean, uh, Michelle Gondry and, uh, like Spike Jones. Um, Spike yeah, yeah. Like it, if you watch, uh, what was a, that far side video, or he also did one recently for Apple that won a whole bunch of yeah, awards. Yeah. That Apple commercial. Yeah. Oh, you talking about the far side video we did, we did backwards? Yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. Was backwards. Right. So cool. I got that, Spike yeah, I got that, that, dude. I got that yeah. DVD with all his music videos Love and it. stuff. And yeah. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Him, Christopher Webb. And I think somebody else. Chris Cunningham has one oh, in there. Oh, he's crazy, yeah. Yeah, yeah but Michelle Gondry, um, I don't know if you guys a little bit know about a little bit about Michelle Gondry, but I've heard her name before. Yeah, yeah he, he is. Um, he did, he's done a lot of Bjork's videos. Um, Bjork's white stripes. Oh, yeah. White oh. stripes. He, did he do the Lego one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I have like yeah. I have these three DVDs with all those videos because those are my favorite videos watching on like MTV. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was always he, like that is so tight. He's totally an inspiration too. Absolutely for what we're trying to do. But yeah. with this next one. Uh, you know, we don't have an artist for it yet, but uh, want to do like a Star Wars type of thing. And, and kind of how we implored like uh, 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 stop motion effects mm -hmm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, we want to do like motion controlled camera, um, miniatures, you know, mm -hmm. spaceships that you basically have shot on a green screen, do things like that. Mm. And I'm thinking, you know, when you say motion control camera, you mean like the the big ass arm, the big ass arm that's that automated around. and does those cameras. Right. And I don't know if we'd have the budget, budget for that. Yeah. We, we might actually have to just put the thing on. Straight. I think they rent for like 5,000 a day. Oh, no way. Or yeah, seven days. No big deal. No, so if you guys need 5,000, just let us know. <laughs> no. Pull it out of the morning dinner budget. <laughs> I was literally thinking about buying one because, like, I think they have like a market value, not market value oh, one. What, what a flex. But, um, no, no, no. Like, take out a loan, you know, struggle. Think about try to, like, I mean, it's like, what, 91000 So it's probably like 120000 after all the stuff you have to buy for it. You want to know what's crazy is that DJ is going to do the exact same thing for like 1200 next <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah. Or newer. I think technology is getting crazier and like cheaper, you know, every day. Like, you used to have to have like a 30000 steady cam rig to get semi-steady footage back in the day. Now you can just get like a, bucks. a Ronin mm -hmm. S for four or 500 bucks and you're cheap. you're solid, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, granted, there's a lot of takeaways you can't do exactly as you could back in the day. But, you know. Do you guys feel like that's a bad thing or do you actually enjoy that? Um, that it's accessible to people? Yeah. Being, I think it's great. It's a great thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the more people that can express themselves creatively, I mean, why not? I mean, we shot Violent Water on an A7S2, the Sony camera, and it's relatively inexpensive. It's just a couple thousand too. dollars, you know, mm -hmm. and we got the look that we wanted and we didn't have to, you know, use an Ari Alexa or anything mm -hmm. super crazy. It's super accessible for us and it worked within our budget, you know. Yeah. yeah. Are you a big steady man uh, guy, well, Danny? Like using a steady cam? Steady cam. Um, or handheld. Handheld. Uh, it just depends. It just depends on the video. Um, mm -hmm. I love a good tracking shot. 
Um, we were just watching De Palma's, uh, what was it, Femme Fatale Femme, the other day? Femme Fatale. Not a great movie, but he no. does some incredible <laughs> steady cam work in that movie. Mm. Um, pretty much every single shot is in in, in motion. Yeah. Uh, everything is. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the things that get, kind of gets my attention whenever I'm watching a movie is when I notice, like, they haven't edited they have there's no cut in here yet right yeah. and it's been like four or five minutes like whoa you know well, he does it without even really drawing attention to it which is amazing totally. you know he kind of just lets the shot play out and the camera will move from one spot to another mm -hmm. and you don't get this sense it's not like the tracking shot in goodfellas where it's moving through the kitchen and you're basically following behind two people yeah. he's really drawing attention to itself he basically is moving the camera instead of cutting yeah so instead of like Cutting to something across the room, he just moves the camera across the room. Damn, that's kind of dope. So when though. somebody comes in through a door, he follows them through the door instead of cutting to outside. And it's difficult yeah. to do. I mean, was it uh, Alfred Hitchcock in Real Rear Window? Did um, he did a whole whole tracking shot and just the staging of the entire scene? That in itself is super complicated because if you're in an audience and you're watching the the movie and it takes you completely out just by noticing these camera moves. It's like, yeah. oh, dang. Yeah. It kind of takes you out of that element, you know? Have you seen the Reservoir Dogs table scene where they're sitting around the table? It's the intro, I think, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And they're talking about tipping the waitress? Yeah. 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 I like, that's my kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love it when when it's like, it's nonstop and you can just tell, it's like, that that's part of the thing that, that sells you into like, oh, now I'm in this world. Mm. As yeah. opposed to like, oh, there's an edit. I'm clearly I'm watching a movie. You know what I mean? Totally. But when you watch something that's one take and they're acting as if like, there's no like, oh, line? Well, what's my line? It's mm. very fluid. That really sells you on the whole, you know, movie. Well, Reservoir Dogs is really interesting because you can definitely see that Tarantino is still feeling out his yeah. own style in mm -hmm. that movie. You know, so and in that case, it's, it's a little bit more unwieldy and it, it has this sort of, it, well, it does. It has a more... Uh, rough feel to yeah, it, which I like. Raw. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm still watching the hateful eight. Have you seen that Chuck? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. <sighs> I'm on like, I like the those third types episode. Of movie, oh, like, I can't I'm wait even, for the like, new one. That's the one thing like, I like, um, and I wanted to ask this too, was the screenwriting. Like, how'd you learn that or script? What is script writing? Screenwriting? What's yeah, the screenwriting? Yeah, um, uh, if you find a good enough program, uh, it kind of formats it for oh, you. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah. I've used uh, Celtics and Final Draft. And okay. They're both very like user friendly for being able to just. But you still, things. you still read scripts or like looked over some or how, uh, how'd you like learn? I don't really write a lot. Um, when oh, I was okay. writing that, when I was writing that script for my first feature, mm -hmm. um, it was a mess and I hope <laughs> that I feel like never read is. by anyone. Um, but, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, I feel like, uh, you just need experience. And yeah. I feel like if we went back to uh, write a script now, I think we'd have a better idea of mm -hmm. at least how we want to approach it. Yeah. Cause so. like, I love dialogue movies. I think clerks, yeah. like I, I love going back to clerks cause it's, it's, a, yeah. it's such a good movie to me. Cause yeah. like I was young, you know, and I, I wasn't really into like a lot of movies, but when I watched that, I was like, why is this so interesting? Well, and it was like black and white in a fucking, what is it? <laughs> Super, I, a, a yeah, and a corner like, store, yeah, supermarket, supermarket, basically. Mm -hmm. yeah. Dude, I still like, haven't seen Clerks, any of them. They're just, it's it's a different type of vibe for sure. Yeah. But it's like, I it's still haven't seen Goodfellas. Oh, wow. I know, I know, man. Wow. People have been giving soul. me shit for that one. <laughs> you gotta watch it, man. Yeah. You gotta watch it so good. Have you guys seen Seven Psychopaths? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you yeah. guys think about that movie? She's I been a while. Black, yeah. yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I was yeah, one was of good. my favorite movies ever, but I completely forgot what it was about. But I, I keep telling myself to rewatch it. I remember he's writing a script, and I remember uh, mm -hmm. Harry Dean Stanton shows up in it at one point. He's There's like, like a graveyard scene. Man, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. It's just the, it's awesome when you have like a great cast too, right? Like yeah. the, 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 we, we we've talked about it where like you yeah. can be the world's greatest like editor, cinematographer, if your acting isn't on par. It doesn't, it, it won't, it won't add up, right? 
Yeah, no, but you got to give your actors dialogue that is believable, you know, mm. and, and you can't have them trying to put on, you know, some sort of a, it's, it's, it's tough. It really just depends. I feel it's, like if you can, if you can cast a person who's very comfortable being themselves on camera, mm-hmm. then you're, you're halfway there. Christopher mm-hmm. Walken. <laughs> right. Christopher Walken. Like, literally is just himself. <laughs> he is. Yeah, yeah, Every totally. But it's, but it's great. It's, it's That's wonderful. so tight. And actually, uh, some of his earlier movies, like uh, Heaven's Gate, he, I mean, it's before his Walkenisms really like, you know, yeah. Yeah. sort of yeah. settled in. And so he, he's very, I don't know vibrant in uh, in some yeah. of his older movies pennies from heaven uh he's seen some good that, stuff we can yeah you guys gotta so, give me that list of movies oh there's there's, there's a lot of good stuff that. out there yeah so then we'll, it's on a paper sorry mm-hmm. huh? okay it's a number sorry bro <laughs> yeah. i keep trying to segue into i'm gonna forget what i'm talking yeah, about yeah, pretty sorry, soon. Bro. so we, we keep kind of hitting this topic of like finding your style finding your niche and, and how, how have you guys like realized that you found what it is you want to do and how you want to do it already or are you guys still kind of like searching and feeling it out as far as your style and filming and editing and producing? We're, we're still feeling it out. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I definitely know what I like mm-hmm. and I know what I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not like an expert opinion on the being a producer, you know, I'm mm-hmm. just learning as I go. And, you know, what you said about like, how do you approach writing scripts? There's really no one right or wrong way to do that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think I think about Robert Rodriguez. He when he had an <sighs> idea. So dope. All right. Great director. When he had an idea, when he was making El Mariachi, he just had ideas for different scenes and he wrote them on note cards. And then he just expanded out from there and was like, cool, I want this to happen. And then he just rearranged them and he didn't even write it in script format. He just had an idea. I know Quentin Tarantino just talks about all of his scripts are, he wants them to read like novels. You know, he wants them to just be this great story that you can sit down and read and I don't know. You can just bring your own style to it. Yeah. He, he's very, I mean, obviously he has like a very high standard. He says, basically you would want to be able to publish. He, he would want to be able to publish his script as a book, as a novel mm-hmm. before he even tries to make it a movie. And Tarantino's but a whole nother he's, level. He's a whole nother yeah. level. Yeah. But, um, I think we're still just trying to figure it out. You know, like mm-hmm. as we do these, as we do these music videos, like especially with Sonia's video, it was so great to be able to collaborate with the people that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot to mention them earlier, but um, all of our matte paintings that were done in there were done by a really awesome local graffiti artist. His name's Matt Painter. Um, mm. And he goes by Black 57. That's his painter tag name, a graffiti tag name. Matt and Murphy. Matt, oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Matt Murphy. Um, but yeah, Black 57 is his tag name. Yeah. But he did... Uh, he did a lot of local art here in town and we couldn't have done any of those backgrounds without him, you know, and yeah. the next video we do, we want to collaborate with more people because we worked, it was us three as crew and we work with 25 in the cast. So oh, the, yeah, the more that tight. we can work with, like, awesome, let's just open up the floodgates and collaborate with as many people as possible. So, so then I kind of want to, that brings me to my next question is like, how do you guys find people to collaborate with? Is it all social media? Is it community driven? Like how, how do you decide Hey, this is this is Chuck. I like him, and I like working with him. How do you guys find these people? Yeah, is that no, cool? No, yeah. um, Sonia was really great and integral in this last one because she hit me up and she's like, "I want all my friends to be in it." Uh, so she sent me text messages of different people in Las Vegas. So we had our sailors that we needed for the video, and then we also had like our ghost fairies, and they were all like local <clears throat> entrepreneurs of the community. So you know, you had Kelly on your podcast a couple of weeks ago. She was in the video. Um, we had Cameron Detman, who was on your podcast. He was one of our sailors one in the last time. Nice. Yeah, I've seen some familiar faces. Yeah, yeah so, so a lot tight. of different artists. She just 
said, hey, all these people would be interested. So I just reached out and just said, hey, we're doing this music video. Would you like to get involved? You're going to have to wear eyeliner. So I did all their makeup. <laughs> a lot Damn, of guys. you guys were everything. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the guys had to get the eyeliner put on and that was probably really uncomfortable for them. But they did it, right? And yeah. it came out. So, yeah. I think the important thing was kind of just illustrating to them like what we were going for, you know. And the eyeliner thing was more because we were trying to do like stage makeup. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um, but... Uh, you want to tell them about the uh, the short film that we got kind of in the works? In the works. Dang, you guys hit my next topic. I was Dang. I was just about to ask you what uh what what's coming up in 2019, 2020? What are you guys looking forward to doing? Yeah, so the short film idea is kind of based off of when we came back from Thailand in 2013. Um, I was working a bunch of odd jobs, so I know. I know Chuck, you said that you work at Sapphires, so that kind of yeah, just yeah, got yeah. my brain running a little bit. But I actually worked at a phone call service here in town, and they commissioned strippers out to local uh, casinos and hotel rooms. They weren't just strippers, though. They Escort? definitely did. Uh, yeah, they were, oh, it was an Escort, escort service. service. So I was a, one of the local call girls for this Escort service, and I didn't do anything crazy over the phone. But I was basically the girl, the middleman between sending out strippers to these gentlemen's or sometimes women's rooms and um you're talking about those 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 buses that drive on the strip that goes girls direct to your room or something like that Mm -hmm. wow but it was more of a racket though you can't even begin to believe that you know, we'd post on a, it was a website called backpage.com. It's no longer in existence. They like that seized it. That name is it. just bad. <laughs> All right. Backpage.com. I've heard of that website. Yeah. That's a, I've been on it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I, I hate you so much, Chuck. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so sorry. Please continue. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> um, the website's no longer on. I guess the FBI seized it the last time I tried to go visit it. But yeah. Um, so you'd post ads and then you would, you know, for candy or summer or, you know, Jennifer. And there are these pictures of women. And unfortunately, we as a service would take people's Instagram photos offline. It was totally illegal, right? We take their pictures offline and post them as these real women. So when the guys would call in, they think that they're talking to Summer, but they're actually talking to me. And so I'd be putting oh, on wow. like a fake voice. Did and you have to change it every single time? The voice? Yeah. Pretty much, but a lot of the times, like if you're a guy and you don't, you see a picture of somebody and you talk to them over the phone, you you never, you don't even know who they are. And then, then my responsibility was if they called for a, these girls that were in the pictures, we don't have, they weren't employed by us. So then we would just send random girls to their rooms that weren't even the women in the pictures. Whoa. It's a crazy racket. So the whole short film is around (laughs) that idea. Yeah. So it's around that idea. And, um, just like you know what it's like to be a call girl in las vegas it's probably it's probably going to mostly be a, a comedy i would say we but, it, but, it, but it's a know. film not a not a documentary right it's a yeah it's a, no, fiction. It's a short film yeah oh, yeah so wow. like um what was tangerine about tangerine oh you guys seen tangerine yeah, right? mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it was first phone or i was on an iphone mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah it was essentially just show it was i don't even think it had a specific like was it title like gold yeah. to it it was kind of like very casual mm-hmm. uh, film just kind of following the life of a couple of transgender people and mm-hmm. the kind of things that they go through mm-hmm. giving you insight on that community it's, it's i love yeah. it That's i love cool. that movie i watched it like three times already oh and it moves you know the oh, momentum of that movie it just keeps going you know mm-hmm. every yeah. every second there's a new thing mm-hmm. happening is so. that kind of what you guys are like gonna follow like not follow but something in those lines uh, I, to be honest we'd really love to incorporate the tricks that we've been doing in these music videos too so yeah. we'd love to have some type of dream sequence you know yeah. Yeah. we're still Man, in the process so of, of writing yeah. it so I guess it hasn't fully taken form yet but we know the idea and the concept behind mm-hmm. it and we know we want to integrate some of these tricks that we've done before too yeah. So. Yeah. well yeah. if you guys need any PAs <laughs> yeah. reach out if you guys out. ever need help 
That's yeah. dope. I would love to get Thanks, my yeah. credit on my IMDb credit on there. <laughs> are you guys gonna yeah. have it like? Uh, are, you, are you guys gonna make this like an IMDb thing? Um, well, we're on IMDb. You can check us out on there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, be entering it into festivals and things like that. Yeah. But it's still very much in its infancy. We, we just started talking it. about it. And so. you guys probably said it, but I didn't hear. Is it full length or is it going to be like... It's going to be a short. Thir- it's going to be a short. Okay. short, short. Yeah, definitely. Just going to keep it. I mean... What does short mean? 15 or 30 or... We're going to aim for like 15, I 15, feel like. 15, but I mean, I think short, they consider anything below 40 minutes now. I mean, right. there's some really long shorts, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all I'd be watching on Vimeo is shorts. Yeah. That's like my favorite place to go to because there's some really good people on Vimeo. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. A lot Gold. of people have gotten their start through shorts. Uh, uh, what's this, the guy who did uh, The Lights? The lights, the light short film, the horror one, where it's oh, like lights out. the lights, lights out. out. Yeah, yeah. Lights out. people keep talking about name? that. Yeah. Yeah. Such a simple thing. I don't remember his name, but Ari Aster, Ari Aster. Is, is Soder- Soder- Soderbergh. Wow. I think his name is a- Andy Soderbergh right, or Adam Sandler. Stuff up, bro. Yeah, probably. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna butcher related his name. to Steven Soderbergh. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's probably where I got it from. Yeah, no, Ari Aster though, the one who did Hereditary, he started with shorts, and I don't know. I'm very excited to see what his next movie. That movie was so good. Uh, yeah. I don't know how his next movie yeah, turned out. Me out. Oh, you watched it? Yeah. It's yeah. disturbing. After you showed me all that, I was like, oh, I gotta watch this. And then yeah. I watched it and I felt so weird. When a movie, when I, I watch a movie, I like it, but when I'm done with the movie and I feel kind of like gross, I'm like, mm. oh, I, I just I don't feel good right now. Yeah. yeah. It's not typical I'm like, horror. do I hate this yeah. or do I like it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I like. That's what I think makes a good horror film because like, you, we get horror movies all the time. Like, like I can scare like you the anytime. Nun. Yeah. You get the nun. You get the La Llorona movie that come, that came out. Oh, They're kind of yeah, like yeah, bi- yeah. built on jump scares and all the and all that kind of thing. But like, wh- what I like about a horror movie is when it can make you feel like, oh, that's something that very very well could happen. Mm-hmm. Like somebody breaking into your house. Like, you know what I mean? Or like putting you in a situation that's relatable. I did like Veronica though. I thought. I didn't see that? I like Veronica that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It, it's a. Uh, it was filmed. It, t- it took place in uh, what was Mexico? it? Tijuana, Spain. No, it was in mm. Spain. Oh, was it in Spain? It was oh. in Spain. And what I like about it was that it's a horror film that's kind of built on an actual real story. Mm. And it was the first Exorcism, ever. Basically. It was the first ever documented, like on police on a police report, the reason for the disturbance that they called it is paranormal activity. Like they they didn't have mm. a they couldn't describe what happened there. Mm. You guys, should, it's on Netflix, I think. You guys it just check it, it out. Uh, they they definitely uh, hit like old style, old classic horror film, like the music. The angles, like, I love that, you know, like, old yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Like, I don't know, because I think I grew up with those, because my dad watches so many movies. Yeah. I just remember being, like, having bad dreams every single night, because he'd just make me watch these movies. Oh. But they're actually interesting now, because yeah. I'm actually like, ooh. And it's all in Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> I try to do the accent where I, <laughs> I try to do the accent where they do in Spain, where it's like... Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not like <laughs> that did not come out like, right. <laughs> oh my god, that's not like Mike Tyson. Uh, uh, <laughs> I kind of hit Spanish. I kind of hit all the talking points that I kind of want to talk to you guys, man. Uh, do you guys have? Do you guys want to plug yourselves? Kind of give away people your social media where they can find yeah. you. Uh, yeah, um, we're on IMDb. Uh, Danny Chandia. Rachel Johnson, and I'm on Instagram at Rachie J with three E's. You mm-hmm. know. Um, but we're just looking forward to, you know, we want to work with more people. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. if, you know, you want to collaborate, you know, hit us up hit on us there. Up. Let them know. Yeah. Dope. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank we really appreciate it. We're going to put your, both of your IMDBs on the bio for the video, for iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, everybody who's tuning in, who watched the live stream or is checking it out on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys in the next morning dinner. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. In the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry.